Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Casual Divinity. Gratefully, I am your host, Nadodua. Let's jam. Alright, let's wrap up this series on adhesions and adhesion-related disorders. This episode covering different methods of management of these adhesions. So let's get into the nature of fascia and how we can affect it through our thoughts, through our actions. Fascia responds to firm, sustained compressions. So I'm going to dial things back to when I was regularly doing body work or Thai massage or Thai yoga. One of the first things we learned was that the body responds to its environment. And so when you are preparing yourself to even touch a client then the practitioner must be mindful of not only the state of mind that they're in, but the intention in which they hold when they come to touch the client's body. Because the whole session depends upon your client feeling safe, feeling as though they can unwind and investigate what the body is holding. If the client's body feels threatened in any way by either my intention or my mood or the manner in which I am approaching the body through the work, through my hands, if I come with too much pressure the body is going to respond by rejecting that. It's not going to let me move. It's not going to allow my hands to palpitate or to explore deeper. It's going to want to protect itself, and rightfully so. And then you're creating more work for yourself. And also, you know, the client is going to feel uncomfortable as well. Not only are they not going to have whatever it is worked out, but they're going to have extra to work out. And that is a really good thing to keep in mind when working with our fascia. Because it is, that is what it is doing. It is responding to how we approach it. And it knows our true intentions, perhaps maybe better than we do consciously. So this is the attitude in which we want to approach managing adhesions. Is with being, with a gentle approach, right? We... 
We want to create a safe space in order to unwind and unravel the holdings of the body. These patterns that have been built over time, they're going to take time to unravel as well. And we must give ourselves grace and patience within that process. But we can be reassured that, again, the map is there. We see that when given the proper environment and tools, the body will respond and repair itself. It's quite magical. So at the top of that list of things that we can do would be meditation. It's such an important practice for us as beings on earth. It is a privilege to be able to sit bear witness unto our own process. We don't do it enough. And we see the trends locally and globally. If we say we want what we want, then we better learn how to listen and hold space and whom better to begin that practice with than with ourselves to expand our mindfulness and consciousness to understand which tapes we are playing in the background of our lives aka our subconscious What tapes are playing in the background as we curate our lives? Because it does affect our choices. Meditation not only gives us the chance to be mindful in the moment, it also gives us much needed rest. And I know a lot of people who are listening have very rich dream lives. So much so that when you awaken, you feel tired from all the things you went through in your dream worlds. So meditation also serves as a great means to receive rest and repair because it is a different kind of rest than one would get in sleep. Even if you don't have a rich dream life, Or if you're a person such as myself who has a very active mind and it is very difficult to rest, then meditation also will help you. It will help you to reduce that inflammation. And even though, again, I understand the discussions out here about how I can't meditate because... I can't stop my mind from thinking I have too many thoughts. We're not trying to stop the mind from doing what it does. 
it its sole purpose is thought and that thought creates our reality and we want this we want this phenomenon to occur Right. It's it's really just having the patience to sit with that mind and listen to it and, and watch what it does and make notation without judgment. That's what we are doing. Every once in a blue moon, you might catch yourself without any thoughts, but that's not the goal. The goal is literally to see where these thoughts go. Again, the whole process is patience, and that is exactly what we are trying to build. And we're trying to reduce this inflammation, this living in the mind, this overthinking, right? We, we recognize and realize that a lot of inflammation occurs within the mind, overuse of the mind. So meditation definitely is at the top of the list of things that we can do to help reduce inflammation, to help sensitize our minds and our bodies, to help bring balance in mind, body, and spirit. It has a lot of function, this one beautiful practice. So I highly recommend it, yes. Um, All right, what else do I have popping here as far as jams go breath work is huge also let's throw breath work into the mix as a as a means to work with adhesions breath work is an anchor into the present moment it is use, utilizing oxygen to ground the body and when our blood is well and thoroughly oxygenated. It is difficult then for illness to uh, live in that environment. It's also brain food. The more oxygen we have in our blood and our bodies, the more optimal our brains can function, our nervous system can function. And when our nervous system is on point, all systems of the body are go. So breath work, y'all. Especially for folks with huge air placements such as myself, breath work can really help settle the mind open the heart and like I said create an environment in which disease is very hard to proliferate it doesn't have doesn't have what it needs right so um, breath work can help us be in the present moment in our bodies and to op- an optimally function so breath work all right and then the next recommendation that i can suggest would be yoga but more specifically yin and restorative yoga yin yoga is a practice where we will find a posture in its edge so our edge would be where 
we are finding the most comfort in finding that edge of where we can hold that posture. But we have to really be present because this posture is going to be held anywhere between two minutes and five minutes. So finding that edge is a little tricky because at first you might think, okay, here it is, but can you hold that for two minutes? Because we're gonna be breathing into that posture and exploring that space. So it's a very wonderful practice of finding where we can challenge ourselves where we can find that that place that uncomfortably comfortable place that we can begin to expand from and with yin we can begin to change these structures such as scar tissue slowly over time because Yin yoga does afford that practice that I was speaking of earlier in regards to how fascia responds to slow, sustained pressure. Yin affords this through its long holds. And then over time, uh, we can shift these structures and break them down. Now, restorative yoga is very similar in that same jam with the long holds, but they might be a little longer. We're talking anywhere between five to 15 minutes, depending on the posture. And here, instead of finding that comfortable edge in restorative, we are finding the most comfort that we possibly could have in our person. Talk about a challenge. You think meditation is difficult. When I first started um, restorative yoga, I became concerned (laughs) when I had to think about laying somewhere for 10 minutes at a time. It didn't seem possible. Um, Savasana was already too much in yoga. So for those that are not familiar with Savasana, that's the practice of laying down after you do your yoga asana. And it's a chance for the body to rebalance itself, all the energies that you began to move around um, can begin to settle a little bit and reintegrate and before you know entering back into the conscious world. Some love that part of the session and some find it the most frustrating Right, We are very movement-oriented a lot of times, or at least we like to be distracted. That might be more appropriate. We're distracted. 
(laughs) or we like to be. And movement really is helpful in that regard. It gives us something else to focus on. Uh, But when there's nothing else to focus on but the present moment, that's where things get tricky, right? Um, But that is the medicine of restorative yoga. It teaches us how to rest. It teaches us how to get curious about what does make me most comfortable in this moment. I also really like restorative because it is a practice that you can do in the bed. So if you are struggling emotionally, physically, then this is a practice that you don't have to do anything extra. You already are ready already in your bed with all of your pillows and your blankets all of which you can use in this practice to make yourself the most comfortable in order to allow the body to rest and to unfurl itself. Okay, so um, the next suggestion is postural exercise because you want to help support, right? Um, a lot of times it's not even about not having muscle, but it's about the fact that these adhesions might be stronger than some of the muscle groups you are working with. And so you want to give support to these places and spaces that are having to work hard for your person to be upright. So postural exercise not only will give a means of expression, right? A way to burn off the stresses that we build in the body. And it is also a way to strengthen these systems so that we can stand upright, so that we can counteract the implosion that's occurring from these adhesions. I cannot stress how helpful postural exercise has been because um, it was a combination of not only having um, to work against what was going on, but some in some cases there were muscle groups in which had never gotten full development due to the fact that they never got full expression because of the restriction. So sometimes the postural exercise is necessary because we do lack that muscle entirely. So yeah, definitely. um, I have some really great resources for that. And then I'll mention at the end. Um, And then when we're working with um, adhesions in the abdominal cavity, I believe that womb massage it's also known as Arvigo. There's, that's a trademark version of, of massage that you can use to break up scar tissue. It's really wonderful. I can tell you that at least in the systems of Arvigo, 
Um, not only will you receive a session from someone, but that practitioner will also teach you how to work upon yourself and sensitize your own hands to what you are feeling and what you are experiencing. And that, to me, is golden. You want that information. I know I was grateful to receive it. I didn't know um, for quite some time what I was palpitating, and that's even in body work. I was not taught necessarily what scar tissue felt like. So that's pretty valuable information and, um, again, very valuable personal practice. Um, Another jam is uh, body work. Body work, but I I really want to say specifically Thai yoga or Thai massage. Little did I know way back in the day that I was on the case for figuring out these adhesions. I definitely did not even know what they were when I began the practice of Thai yoga. No clue at all. So it was really great to get into the practice of Jepsen or nerve touch technique. Now that nerve touch technique is literally going into the tendons and learning how to rhythmically flick them to break up scar tissue, to infuse the body with energy. That's what it does. And so you can see how this would apply to the limbs of the body and scar tissue that might occur within the forearms, arms, legs, calves. This would be a wonderful means of treating that. And also, if it's something that you can practice on your own nerve flicking, um, then it's definitely a good thing to do. Um, Fascial release, that to me might be almost as important as meditation for managing adhesions, okay? Fascial release also is something that you can go to a skilled body worker. They will know what's up. And, um, and then through having that experience, you might be better equipped to dive into your own practice and getting curious with self-fascial release, which is the cornerstone of my practice. It's well, it's the cornerstone of my life bang, okay? Like I there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not working on myself in some way. Especially using uh fascial release. There's the melt method is out there, which uh specifically is for, you know, um dealing with pain and adhesions. So it's a really great practice. I'm again a lot of people who are involved in sports or athlete jams, they are pretty hip to this adhesion situation for the most part. It's a huge part of sports medicine from what I understand. Pardon me. And so it's, it's out here. The information is out here. It just 
we just have to get a little more curious and um, getting around into it. Well, something else I would like to mention with all these things, right, is um, the yoga, the postural exercise, the womb massage, the nerve flicking technique, the fascial release, all of these things work with slow, sustained pressure over time. So with commitment and consistency, we can really see some results as far as pain management and having range of motion. I also highly recommend just less processed foods, just, you know, eliminating the excess sodium, alcohol, and sugar that we can constantly find in our foods. I'm just trying to do what you can to keep foods in, in their whole state as much as possible. All right, because the, the key here, it feels like overall, no matter what we choose to do, is we are moving stagnation. We're moving stagnation of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual in nature. Just like the multiverse, everything is in motion. And just like the multiverse, everything moves in cycles. And so we just have to be patient with this process. And we also have to be diligent. Right? Um, I also want to mention, it's so important, I believe, is mood overall. In one of the earlier podcasts and discussion, discussing these ARDs, I touched on it a little bit, but I really want to be clear that mood has a very huge effect on the growth of adhesions. That we can even, in fact, it's probably a good rule of thumb to really look at mood as the barometer for what may be out of alignment in the body. When we have prolonged bouts of depression or anxiety, especially when we don't find causation, meaning we really can't see where the cause might be in our choices. And that's like who we choose to spend our time with, what we choose to integrate into our minds through TV or radio, or you get it, or books. Um, This is the thoughts that we have on a regular basis. These all can affect our mood, right? The foods that we choose to ingest. These all affect our mood. If we can't find 
a pattern in our choices, especially if we can't find a pattern, then we better we better look a little deeper. Um, but if we can find the pattern, you know, it, it's not even it's okay if we don't necessarily understand the root to why we're we're finessing a certain pattern. But we do have to recognize that the body is then letting us know that it's out of alignment. And that, you know, we can we can still change these things. If it's just mood. <laughs> right? Because um, as the mood intensifies, that's also telling us that whatever's the imbalance internally is also intensifying. So let's not overlook how our anger could be telling us something else that needs to be addressed. This is also why I love to just traditional Chinese medicine. That would be another recommendation um, for me to tell you all. Woo, it has the medicine traditional Chinese medicine um, it is a beautiful system that I'm going to oversimplify here for a moment (laughs) that um, correlates emotions to organs and it is a really great way to suss out what's going on um, in fact, each season is correlated to an organ and an emotion. And through the seasons, you can check in with yourself to see how much you are in or out of balance. Just due to checking in with the season and that organ and that emotion. So I, I highly recommend TCM for your own personal unfolding. Um, Cause yeah, when we're angry, it's probably our liver being way overloaded with all the extra fat, sugar. Um, you know, XYZ uh, environmental toxins that we're constantly exposed to or <laughs> the environment we're currently living in that has rules and regulations that aren't appropriate. And that also will create um, anger and inflammation in the body. So yeah, let's let's tap into that mood. It it is always trying to tell us something. It's not willy-nilly, right? There is a purpose. All right, so don't discount mood. All right, um... Let me share some of the resources that I have utilized on IG, Instagram that is, uh, for some of the things that I mentioned. I really, as far as yoga goes, I have a huge love for Dubwise Yoga, that's D-U-B-W-I-S-E, Yoga, Dubwise Yoga. Natasha is amazing. In every session that you would ever do yoga with her, 
it involves always something for brain integration and that that's very important um while i understand the practice of yoga in general does this yes but she specifically makes sure that that left brain right brain is in balance through something that we have done in the session in fact the whole session's built around that resilience of mental health so wonderful resource there there's shakshi gupta at shakshi gupta s a s h a k s h i g u p t a yoga shakshi gupta yoga she is wonderful for yoga of all all bodies all abilities period and she likes to get off into some of the medical things like hormonal imbalance high blood pressure stuff like that so definitely check out those two they both are very good at making yoga accessible to anyone at any stage or any age of life and that is very important accessibility all right and then for the postural exercises i highly recommend at strong living xvs so that's strong living is one word underscore e x p h y s at strong living xvs really great for uh resource for um home gym jams okay like I mean you can definitely spend money and in fact you can order resistance bands and things of that nature through um that account. But what a wonderful resource for exercises that you can do in your own home to strengthen yourself, to stand upright. All kinds of um postural situationships or injury Um he also is wonderful for addressing all ages, stages and body types. Wonderful, wonderful um resource there. All right, let me pull a card really quick here. And we'll round out this last jam for adhesions, all right? got that circle of divination confirmation popping and this reading for will be for whenever you receive it bottom of the deck we have 8 of wands. I know that's right. Things moving quickly. I think that's um Mercury and Sagittarius. So we're learning a lot of new things. Um but this is also incoming messages uh that could change our environment and change the way we think about things and that feels like right on time to be real. Wow, and the card is the Hierophant. Hello, nurse. 
So it's commitment. I I love to see this card right now. Actually, both of them feel incredibly appropriate given the nature of this podcast and that we are learning how to treat our bodies differently, to engage with them differently and our world differently. The Hierophant is that individual who is the conduit between the spiritual plane and the physical plane. And in order to receive these energies between worlds has to be very strong. The Hierophant is Taurus energy. Taurus is that fixed energy. Fixed energy is a really wonderful way of saying committed. It takes commitment to sculpt the statue or a body or a home or anything at all in the physical world. It takes commitment to show up again and again and again, hour after hour to perfect and to build a craft. That's a strong mind that doesn't hear excuses. It shows up again and again because it knows that this is a portal being created through this commitment to see this through. The body must be very strong to hold such high vibrations, to be able to travel between worlds. That's not stuff of the weak. So we have to tend to the body better than we ever have before. It is very easy to take it for granted with everything else going on to distract us from the truth. The truth is out here in these ethers waiting to be received. Do we have the patience? Do we have the commitment to show up again and again to receive it? All right, I think I'm gonna end the jam here. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Casual Divinity. You can find me on Instagram at o.o.bounds, standing for out of bounds. And just thank you. Thank you for everything. I appreciate you. Peace.